0: Welcome on in. This is Phillies Today. I am Tucker Bagley, your host for this frustrating Friday morning. Despite the beautiful weather across the Delaware Valley, the, the Phillies are just giving us nothing to smile about so far because they lost again. They're 4-9 and nine right now. They have the third least amount of wins in baseball right now. Only the Oakland Athletics and the Detroit Tigers have fewer wins than the Phillies. They're two weeks into the season, and this team is sitting at 4-9 and nine after a 6-2 to loss at the hands uh, of the Cincinnati Reds last night. And it was another frustrating loss for this team. You, you up and down the lineup, there are a lot of guys just not getting the job done. You can start at the top. You can look at someone like Rob Thompson, who continues to make head-scratching moves with the lineup. Brandon Marsh not in the lineup again against a lefty. And he put in Christian Pache, who, who did get a hit, although he was almost picked off. Rounding first in the in the second inning, after that single is bailed out by Edmundo Sosa, kind of attracting the attention away from the fielders uh, by by jumping off third and, and forcing a throw over there. I think something like that just encapsulates what's been the issue with this team. And I go back to spring training and I remember hearing reports from people here at WIP from from people who were down in Clearwater saying, "Man, this is a team that that looks relaxed. This is a team that looks like." They know what they're doing. They're going about their business confidently. They're loose. They aren't tight. They're ready to play and they're excited to go about it. And then you transition to the World Baseball Classic and you see Kyle Schwarber and JT Romuto and Trey Turner playing, you know, really at their peak on the biggest stage that baseball has to offer in the month of March. And right now, this team that was considered loose that that seemed good to go, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah, they seem loose, but but they seem listless. They seem bored. They seem hapless. And last night, I mean, things got off to a good start. They scored a run in the first inning on another hit by Nick Castellanos, who who continues to just put the ball in play and, and reap the benefits. And then things got out of hand again. They 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 struggled to, to keep guys off the base pass. Bailey Falter gave up a, a ton of hits, especially in the third inning, gave up five hits that, that played at three runs in a rally that was really just all singles, and then you go back to the bullpen. The bullpen, which hasn't been awful. It's not historically bad the way they were in 2020, but when they come in, and I go to the fifth inning, right? The Phillies were down 4-1. Kyle Schwarber, it's a home run to lead off the fifth inning, and you're down 4-2 to a pretty terrible red Sea, a red team that got swept by Atlanta coming into this game. They haven't won since they they beat the Phillies... Um, back, back on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, they, they have a one in five days, and Philly's only down 4-2 going into the bottom of the fifth inning. It, it seemed like an opportunity. They could get some outs, get a shutdown inning. Their lineup could finally get it together against a Reds bullpen that we know they've had success against. They tagged them back last weekend on both Friday and Saturday for runs that contributed to their wins, and unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be because the bullpen gave up a couple more runs. They were down 6-2, and the offense just got shut down. I mean, after Schwarber's home run in the fifth, Ramuta got an infield hit later that inning, and then no one else reached base until the ninth. I mean, six, seven, eight, they went down one, two, three in those three innings, and it's frustrating to watch. I mean, this is a team that we expected to take a, a pretty big step forward. It was a magical October run that we'll all remember and will cherish forever. They added a guy like Turner who. I think mean, after his heroics in the World Baseball Classic, we expected to be playing at an MVP level. And right now, they just seem to be going through the motions. They seem like a team that, that doesn't really have much going for them, and they're certainly talented, right? They they certainly have a lot of guys, especially at the top of the lineup and especially at the top of the rotation. We'll get to those guys a little bit later. But right now, I mean, this is a team that just feels like you can't get out of their own way, and it, it's, you know, the base running issues like Pache tonight and the things that have continued to play them. They just aren't playing smart baseball and they're playing situational baseball. They're their three for 21 with the runners in scoring position over their last three days. And for a team that only has 12 home runs on the season, that's just not good enough. If you're not going to hit the ball over the fence, you got to put the ball in play and move runners along and, and knock them in when they're in scoring position. It's just something they've haven't done. And I know they've been dealt a tough hand with injuries. Bryce Harper, Isn't playing. uh, Reese Hoskins is obviously done for the season in this lineup that we looked at in in spring training and said, my goodness, this could be one of the deepest lineups we've ever seen, especially as far as the Phillies are concerned. Maybe in franchise history, they're not trotting out guys like Jake Cave and Christian Pache and and Cody Clemens and, and Josh Harrison on a daily basis. I mean, Josh Harrison was the team's DH on Thursday night. This Josh Harrison, who was a fine veteran player. I think he's a, a fine bench piece, offers a lot of versatility. The guy's got an OPS of 398 right now, and he was your DH. I mean, that's just not good enough for for a team that expects to have World Series and, and postseason aspirations. Having guys like Cody Clemens and Josh Harrison and Christian Pache in your lineup every night is just not good enough, especially when the guys at the top of the lineup like G.T. Romuto whose batting average is hovering right around the Mendoza line right now and has just one home run, albeit a big one, at the home opener. The guys at the top of the lineup aren't getting it done. Having guys who right now are pretty much automatic outs sitting at the bottom of the lineup is not doing anything either. And right now, I mean, the Phillies have a 31% chance to make the postseason according to fan graphs, which if the beginning of the season, they were hovering right around 40%. So it hasn't dropped a ton, but... For a team that is playing in a pretty deep division and the Mets haven't gotten off to a hot start and certainly they aren't competing with anyone the caliber of the Tampa Bay Rays who won their 13th consecutive game to start the season against the Red Sox on Thursday afternoon, the Phillies are falling behind. I mean, they're they're 4-9 and nine right now and right now they have the 8th best odds to make the postseason out of the National League and if you're doing math at home, only six teams make it. They, they have to make up ground against teams like the Dodgers, like the Cardinals, like the Brewers, the the Padres, the Giants. I mean, these are all teams right now the Phillies are looking up at in, in the standings, and I don't know what they need to do to, to be any different because you can't point to just certain guys and saying, man, he isn't getting the job done because I think across the entire team, across the entire lineup, the the pitching staff, the bullpen, everyone has to to do a better job, and I think it starts at the top with Rob Thompson, and I love Rob Thompson. I, I was a huge fan of his uh, a season ago. I, I thought the the moves that he continued to to pull out down the stretch in 2022 and into the postseason was a huge reason as to why the Phillies won the pennant. And so far through 2023, he just hasn't been pushing the right buttons, and whether that's keeping Brandon Marsh out of the lineup against lefties, which is just insane to me when you look at his numbers. I mean, the guy's hitting 400. And his slugging percentage is 839. I mean, he's putting up Barry Bonds-like numbers so far through the first two weeks of the season, and he's not allowed to play against left-handers. I mean, him, Bryson Stott, and Alec Bone have been the team's three best hitters so far this season, and Brandon Marsh can't get on the field against left-handed pitching and is getting pinched in favor of Christian Pache, who has has turned it around quite a little bit the last couple days. He did get another hit. Uh, on Thursday but as I look at it right now I mean this is a team that certainly they're used to starting slow they started out four and eight uh, a year ago they started out the the pandemic shortened season five and nine but I think it's frustrating for this team because they had higher expectations they have a track record uh, of success now and it's certainly not time to panic we're only you know less than less than 10% of the way through the, the the schedule so far, 13 games out of out of 162. But this isn't a team that we're hoping can finally get over the hump and make the postseason. This isn't a team that we're hoping finally gets over 500 and, and can maybe scrape their way to 85, 86, 87 wins and, and be the final wildcard team they were a year ago. No, we expect this team to go deep in the postseason. This is a team that we thought could contend with the Braves and the Mets for a National League East title as recently as, you know, two weeks ago before they kind of fell apart on opening day and got blown out by the Texas Rangers. And right now, you're going to enter Friday morning five games back at the Atlanta Braves for the division? Two weeks into the season, you're, you're five games out tied with Washington for, for last. I mean, even Miami, who who... We don't expect to to be a a playoff contender. They have two more wins than the Phillies right now. And I I just look at this team, and it's hard to know where to begin because Rob Thompson is the guy who he loves being calm. He's calm, cool, collected, and it certainly worked a year ago. But it just seems like this team lacks any urgency. And obviously you're not going to fire the manager because that sure kicked them into gear uh, a year ago when he got fired at the end of May and they went on that run across the summer, even after Bryce Harper got hurt and, and you know pulled themselves back into playoff contention from starting 21 and 29. But I, I just, I, I don't know where to go from here. And they, they had a meeting last week and they talked about how they need to clean up the base running mistakes, but they're still happening. And, and this is a team that right now just doesn't look prepared on a day-in, day-out basis. And I keep going back to, all those reports from Spring training, saying how loose they looked, how relaxed they looked, how they've never seen a, a spring training camp the way the Phillies were running it, and starting to wonder if maybe that was the wrong situation. Maybe they needed to be a little bit tighter, a little bit more focused because right now they look like a team that's just kind of going through the motions. And that's an issue for me because this is team supposed to be different. This is a team that we expected to, you know, post ninety wins, compete for a division title. And go head to head with the Braves and Mets on a daily basis throughout the summer. And right now, listen, maybe maybe this team just caught lightning in a bottle a year ago. They they backed their way into the postseason thanks to the Miami Marlins beating up on the the Milwaukee Brewers the final weekend of the season. And they just played out of their minds for for three weeks. But if that's the case, it's going to be incredibly disappointing. I mean, they they entered the offseason, they added Turner, they added Taiwan Walker. They added Gregory Soto and Craig Kimbrell who, who's been an immense disappointment so far this season and they don't look any better. They they actually look worse than the team we watched all summer last year and I'm not ready to panic. I, I'm not ready to push the panic button just yet but I think it's okay to be frustrated with the lack of success we've seen so far because this is a team that sold out the ballpark all weekend and people were excited to to finally watch a winning team and all eyes are on them. Things are going to change now with the Sixers in the postseason. The, the NFL draft is coming up in a couple weeks. People are going to finally have something else to, to pay attention to. But if I'm the Phillies, I need to get things figured out quick. And they have three more games against the Reds that we'll get to in a bit to to finish out this weekend. But so far through 13 games, this season that you know was following up a, a dream October has certainly become a nightmare. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to try to to cool off and relax a little bit. And when we get back, we'll discuss the the upcoming weekend against the Reds and kind of get through the pitching matchups um, for these next three games that I think are really crucial for a Phillies team that's just desperate to, to find any sort uh, of success here early in the season. So I'm Tucker Bagley. This is Phillies Today. We will be right back. Welcome back to Phillies Today. I'm Tucker Bagley on this sunny, beautiful Friday morning. And the Phillies coming off their third straight loss um, of, of the week. They obviously lost two at the end of that homestand to the Marlins and, and lost again last night to the Reds, 6-2. to two. And they come into Friday night's matchup against a guy, Connor Overton, who they had success with. He, he struggled this season. He's allowed 14 hits. Alec Boehm tagged him for a two-run home run. Uh, on Sunday, really the last time the Phillies offense got much of anything going. They scored four runs against Overton in, in four innings and then obviously fell after a disastrous end to the game with this bullpen. And Overton goes against the guy who he faced on Sunday in Tywan Walker. And we'll talk about a guy struggling and not performing as advertised. It's someone like Tywan Walker who, who came into the season as a strike thrower. That's kind of what he's been known for. Throughout his career, his career walks per nine is around round two, round three, a little under three. And right now he he has eight walks in, in nine innings. I mean, he has struggled to find the plate. He walked five reds in, in the Phillies loss on on Sunday, although he was able to limit the damage and, and came out of that with an ERA that, that wasn't that that obscene. But right now, I mean, this is a Phillies rotation that I think is desperate for any kind of success. They only have one win coming out of their starting rotation right now. And and that was by Matt Strom. I mean, the, the guys at the top of your rotation, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Taiwan Walker, they're combined 0-4 right now. You throw in Bailey Falter, who picked up his second loss of the season. I mean, this is a rotation outside of Matt Strom, who wasn't supposed to be in the rotation as of a couple of weeks ago. They're 0-5, 0-6 so far. through are two weeks of the season. I mean, it's just not good enough. And Simon Walker, he's 0-1. He's got an ERA of exactly six right now. He's allowed six runs and seven hits across nine innings in his two starts. And I-, I think him against Connor Overton right now, that's a matchup that they have to take advantage of. The Phillies had success against Overton on Sunday. And when you have a righty on the mound, and Bryson Stott hopefully is going to be back at the top of the lineup again. They-, they clearly like that. Kyle Schwarber seems to be getting right. He hit another home run. Last night, an absolute bomb to right-center field. Which if you haven't seen it yet, please go online and find it. It's a titanic home run. And then with the righty on the mound, you have to hope that that Brandon Marsh is back in the lineup. But I think right now, and something that we aren't necessarily talking about, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, is the Phillies' offense is really lacking a lot of power. And maybe it's kind of hidden because their team slugging percentage right now is 453. Lisa was heading into Thursday night, which is second best in the National League, which is pretty damn good, but they only have 12 home runs. They have 12 home runs, seven of which have come from Alec Boehm, who has three, and Kyle Schwarber, who has four. Brandon Marsh has two, Romuto, Cave, and Sosa each have one. I mean, this is a team right now that at the top of their lineup, they're not moving guys along, they're not hitting for a high average with runners in scoring position, and they're also not putting the ball over the fence. And, and sure, they certainly have played a couple games up here in the Northeast where it was a little little cooler, especially when they played at Yankee Stadium last weekend when they came home and, and had their home opener. And the, the Easter Sunday was, was chilly as well. But they also played in Texas, which is indoors. And, and they struggled to, to hit home runs there now. And when you look at guys like J.T. Romuta, who has one home run, um... Nick Castellanos, who has like a million doubles right now. He leads all of baseball in doubles. He has yet to hit a home run. Josh Harrison, the guy that was DH last night, he has three hits. None of them are extra base hits, and you kind of go down the list, and I know two guys that were supposed to be in the middle of your lineup in in Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper, who might be your first baseman at some point later in the season after the report by Matt Gelb and the Athletic the other day, that he's now working out there and working with Bobby Dickerson to to try and get on the field and maybe get on the field quicker at first base as opposed to the outfield and kind of help the Phillies out. So Cody Clemens isn't trotting out there every day or you don't have Edmundo Sosa and Alec Bohm rotating over there from third base. But right now, I mean, this is a team that just lacks a ton of power, especially at the top of their lineup. And you can't count on Brandon Marsh to keep this hot streak up, even though it would be great if he hits 400 through the rest of the season and you, you know, Bryson Stott hits 420 the rest of the season, that certainly doesn't seem sustainable to me. So this is a team that needs to figure out how to get the ball out on the ball and, and make more solid contact because they have a couple triples. Obviously, Turner and Marsh had their triples earlier in the season back in, in Texas, and we mentioned the doubles. Castellanos has eight, and Stott has four, and Marsh has four. But this is a team that needs to start hitting home runs and they're built around the long ball. And even with Hoskins and even with Harper out of the lineup, they need to figure out how to get that part back into their offense because right now it's just they're struggling to get anything going. And I think something that would make it a lot easier would be if they started hitting home runs. And obviously that's much easier said than done. But going against guy like Connor Overton or uh, they have Luis Sessa. On the mound on Sunday, who he was tagged for five runs against the Braves in three and two-thirds in his last start, they have some easy matchups coming up. Nickel Dolo had their number a couple weeks ago. They did a great job getting guys on base early on Thursday in his six innings of work, but but really struggled to to plate them. And I think this weekend, with these three games coming up, they have a chance to really put up some big numbers and cure the issues that have been struggling and, and been frustrating this offense. And as we look ahead to those weekend games, I mean, you have Matt Strom on the mound who I, I don't think you could really make an argument. He has been the team's best starting pitcher so far. He he's one 0 he's pitched 10 innings. He he hasn't allowed an earned run yet. He's only allowed five hits, uh, 10 strikeouts to two walks. He's been absolutely fantastic. Probably the brightest spot of the, the pitching Pitching staff so far, when you consider you know Wheeler's uneven start and Taiwan Walker's struggles and Bailey Falter finally faltered—apology for the pun—but but he finally struggled for the first time this season against the Reds. You know, limiting guys getting on base, and that brings us to Sunday's game, which I think is a huge one because it's Aaron Nola back on the mound, and Aaron Nola is a guy who is constantly been under scrutiny his entire time here he's been uneven his entire time as a Philly and he's been uneven so far this season he got ripped on opening day he went three and two thirds allowed five earned it was a little bit better against the Yankees although he took the loss in that one where he went six innings and allowed three and then he struggled against the Marlins back back on Tuesday he really struggled in that eight to four loss where he allowed four runs in in five and two-thirds and and took the loss in that game, too. So if anyone needs a get-right start, it's Aaron Nola because I think the pressure is mounting. I mean, this is a guy who was in a contract season. Negotiations between the Phillies and him broke down, and I thought before opening day he could command probably close to $200 million on the open market. I mean, this is a guy who's been the most durable starting pitcher in all of baseball over the last five years. He finished fourth. And Cy Young voting a year ago posted just a, a ridiculous 10-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio back in 2022. But you look at his his games, his last six starts the Phillies have lost, and he's really struggled between his three starts so far this season where his ERA right now is 7.04. And go back to the postseason, his last three starts, his two starts in the World Series, he, he allowed eight runs and eight and a third, and... We remember his start against San Diego where he was spotted a four nothing lead and he gave it right back and gave up six and four and two thirds. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't pitched well since he pitched against Atlanta in the NLDS. So if anyone was ever in need of just a get right start of seven innings two earned, it's Aaron Nolan and as much as he needs it, I think the Phillies bullpen needs it too. Because the Phillies bullpen has been incredibly taxed right now. I think they've only had two starts all season where a pitcher's been able to complete six innings. And for a rotation that has three guys at the top of it right now in in Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola and Taiwan Walker, it's just not good enough. You're paying a lot of money to these guys. And the fact that they can't get through six innings, seven innings on a consistent basis so far, that's frustrating, especially for a bullpen that's overtaxed when the rest of the rotation and Bailey Falter and Matt Strom are converted relievers and guys that you wouldn't necessarily – be hoping we're counting on. So far this season, so Phillies lose again. Phillies are four and nine, but they have three more games against a, a Reds team that that's pretty pretty bad. <laughs> to, to be blunt, they're they're five and seven so far, which, which sounds a lot better than the Phillies. But they came into this season and, and they currently have a, a postseason odds of point six percent. So they certainly aren't a team on the upswing. So if there was ever a time for the Phillies to just take care of business over the course of the weekend, it would be now. And it starts tonight at 640. Taiwan Walker on the mound against Connor Overton. It will be on WIP and the Phillies Radio Network. So please be tuned in for that. And this has been Phillies Today. I'm Tucker Bagley. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you again real soon.